Bulls to make it 28 to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Tossed away. He's in. What a comeback. All right, welcome back to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. Happy New Year, boys. I don't think we've seen each other all in the same room since uh, we've, we've 2023. Done one no, since you were, you were on your honeymoon, and I've then you one. and I did one without him because he was in... Uh, we did one when he got back. Did we do one? I think we did one. I don't know. You're getting old, Max. I know the memory's kind of yeah, fleeting, fading you know. in and out. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it's okay. You, look, we're here for you. If you, if you need support, uh, there's other... One of us is wrong, so there's groups out there online like AARP has some. <laughs> Either way, back to the original stuff. point. It's been a while. It's <laughs> yes, been a while. Yep. Yep. So, but I guess the uh, the biggest thing that's changed since the last time we were here was Kubiak. Yep, Clint Kubiak. We officially brought him in. You said it on our last episode. Uh, I mean, like the one you and I did. You were like, you're not going to put any stock in it until you see the Saints official Twitter account announce it. Yeah. And so yeah. now that they have, we can actually talk about it as though you know not as though but i mean he's our coach now he's our oc um much needed uh you know i know we talked generally about it the last time i think now like we said last episode we can kind of delve into the specific impacts per position um i think also to him bringing in all the assistant coaches is a is a huge move i i was like i said before i was definitely excited about kubiak but doug marone being let go thank god a new offensive line coach coming in is to me what i'm looking forward to the most out of this whole offensive revamp yeah and and, and the three of us have talked about that a lot how the uh, offense was going to sink or swim based on what the offensive line did last year and obviously it wasn't very much swimming no there was i mean so like you said about doug marone you know that's fantastic news i think we all thought that should have (laughs) happened way earlier yeah but um, it's, it's, it's addition by subtraction, and then you bring in Kubiak, and the offensive line coach he's bringing in slash running game coordinator, I'm really excited about. So it's Rick. Rick Dennison. Rick Dennison. Rick yeah, Dennison. We were. Max had said John before. For anyone. John Benton was the other. Yeah. It's, yeah. I just assumed Max was saying John as a when in doubt, you know. <laughs> Cast a wide net with the first name. Dennison, though. Bringing in Dennison. Yeah. Rick, so, Rick but, John. I think the one thing also that we should say here is that for as much as we've dogged Dennis Allen, he's clearly just relinquished the entire offense to Clint Kubiak. Yep. He allowed him to let go or keep whoever he wanted, do whatever he wanted as far as the staff goes. It looks like, hey, you're the head coach of the offense. I'm the head coach of the defense. And let's see if we can turn this thing around. Uh, whether that makes a difference and he can get the defense back, I think that's, you know, that was not a great defense. That was a pretty good defense right. last year. Yeah. So can he get it back to that top five it was the year before? And and maybe Kubiak elevates the offense, you know, five spots or so and gets us into that top ten, and then we maybe have something. You know, we wait to see. But at a minimum, it appears he said, I'm not capable of doing this, and I'm going to give – I'm going to put it all in the guy I think is the best hire – I think they targeted him all along. We were just waiting for the playoffs to kind of, you know, get through. Um, I, I know a lot of fans were getting a little upset we weren't moving early on. But yeah. for me, this was my number one guy just because of the type of system he's in over there and the way, you know, 
um, that Shanahan model where we know Carr isn't a top five quarterback, so we need to have a more dynamic offense, especially in the run game, and our yeah. run game was terrible this year. I can't knock this higher at all. I like it. Um, and, you know, we have to find out if he's if he's able to elevate to this level of coaching or not, and right. we'll find that out. But the style, I think, fits what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, a more, uh, you know, a more run-heavy ball control offense um, with a good defense. So yeah. it makes sense. I think the good takes on Twitter during that whole hiring process were, you know, these are all position coaches. We don't really know for any of them. Maybe some of the ones that were on bad teams, you know. But by and large, the guys that were passing game coordinators, the guy that that were QB coaches, you don't know for sure what kind of OC they're going to be. Now, if they had brought in like a household name who's already been an OC, that'd be one thing. But then the bad takes on Twitter, kind of going back to what you were saying about the whole angst about why haven't, why haven't we hired anybody yet? You know, it was a bit frustrating when it's like, well, yeah, I want them to move too. I am impatient as a fan. I, I want to see something happen so we just know who it is. But when two of your potentially top five candidates are playing in the Super Bowl and you know you only have like one week allowed by the rules in which to interview them, right. then you can't really say, all right, I'm upset we didn't hire somebody because if you had, you would have ruled out who is potentially their top guy all along. Yeah. Um, Real quick, one thing we talked about is can we attract good coaches with this offense and with Derek Carr? You got a good coach. Like this was yeah. a candidate that people wanted. Right. I, I think so that answers that question as far as the organization and the current state yeah. of the organization, you were able to still get what I think was a top candidate for an OC position. So that's really good news. Yeah. Um, there might still be some people who say, who might take the, not opposite, but say, yeah, he's good, but we don't know if he was our top guy. Maybe we couldn't attract our, our top Well, it, it top doesn't dog, matter. And you'll never know. It doesn't matter what the perception is, whether he's the top guy or not. Oh, yeah, we not do matters, know he but... was a highly sought after candidate yeah. by multiple People teams. wanted him. People I think wanted him. Yeah. Right? No, we definitely didn't get... It I think like, Zach Robinson from uh, the Rams was probably the uh, the shiniest toy. And then Slowick from the Texans. Yeah. And then people kind of... But even Slowick, that was one year. So yeah. And like, then people started to fall in love with the Gerard Johnson idea because of cj shroud and they're like you got an in-person interview and then you know when, when he left the building without without a contract everyone was like oh he that dude said no and then underhill came in and was like yeah we didn't offer him a job right <laughs> it's yeah. like we didn't exactly. want him you, you know so know. look I think, I think inevitably what happened he stayed yeah so, I think so it, it all well, shook out the, the way the it was speculation that nobody was going to come here like I'm all just, of that yeah. just dumb shit is now been disproven so we can move on i'm just glad yeah i'm glad that period's over because look you know me i could see i could certainly see both sides of it but both sides of it in this case were equally disprovable I want to see the other thing. Like whether I mean, I could see. Yeah, I mean, Dennis there's, Allen. There's 32 offensive coordinator positions in the world. Right. I mean, but that's like, the thing. When I say people they're are taking they're, their job, they're disprovable. Meaning, it seems bad. All the shit coming out of the locker room. The players saying what they're saying about the coach. Like maybe Dennis Allen is toxic. Maybe people don't want to work with him. Yeah. It's like it makes you wonder. But then, like to your point, it, it, it's like that could sure. Even if that is the case for like a handful of guys. Like you said, the guys that are kind of like bubbling at the surface who know they're like one good offensive season away as the OC from being that name that gets thrown in the ring like the Ben Johnsons are now and for the head coaching positions, like 
they're not going to pass up that opportunity. And let's look at that as far as head coach for everyone who wanted Dennis Allen fired, which I think we were all in that camp that there's no were. But it's look at look present, at the look at the tense. pool this this year with seven openings. You would have been fighting for the couple candidates you probably want, and it maybe ended up with someone you don't want. Well, this was not a good year to be in the head coach market. Next year probably will be since you have, was it seven new coaches going well, I, into next year? I think we say that every year, though, to be honest. Seven's I mean, a lot, dude. Seven's a lot. Eh, That's it. Seven don't get it, fired every year. It's inc- I feel like it's increased every year. That, uh, you know, uh, No, he, he, it's on the higher end, but at the same point, it's usually around like five. You're going to be fighting every year. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're gonna be fighting. I mean, like year. next year, you might be fighting the Steelers. But but you're all, I'm <laughs> you know, also like, talking about the coaching pool. Who were you jealous that got hired that we didn't get because we didn't fire as an HC? This year, nobody, nobody, yeah, right? Yeah, nobody. It, it, there's it no new head coach, right? It did. We got lucky. Yeah. I'm not saying we were geniuses. I just think we got lucky. But there was no head coach that got hired this year that I was like, man, I really wanted that guy. Look, yeah. I will gladly, I will admittedly talk out of completely out of both sides of my mouth on this issue because <laughs> I will say, fuck Dennis Allen got to get rid of him he ain't the guy he ain't it but at the same time if somebody was like well who out there like you said would you have rather than Dennis Allen it's like I don't know but anybody's better but they might not be when you you let go of your coach you got to find the next one that's the other half of the equation and you're and and it's a coach it's not like a player not that we sign players to good contracts they all have dead money but it's not like a player you can just get rid of in a year I mean yes you could fire you could be the Panthers and get rid of a coach every half season but um, and that's generally why they speaking, end up with the offensive coordinator of a bottom ten that, offense. Why they're the Panthers? Hey, <laughs> hey, Canales, he's passionate, man. He's passionate, right? Um, but no, I do want to get back though to one point you said that I, I'm not sold on yet. It's whether Dennis Allen really has relinquished control. The hires indicate that the answer to that is yes. But kind of like Max's stance on you know like pre Super Bowl when everyone said the deal, you know, it's agreement in principle to Kubiak. Max is like, I ain't trusting it until I see the Saints Twitter account, like a fart after a Mexican restaurant. Okay. I'm kind of the same way with, with, uh, what, how DA is going to handle the situation. Yes. He got Kubiak. Yes. He let Kubiak bring in his guys from former, uh, Shanahan type systems. But until the games actually start happening and until DA is on that sideline, and the situations come up, and I don't trust that he's not going to pull the whole, I want us to run these plays. I want us to run those plays. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right. But I, I'm i more of a, I'll believe it when I see it, when the games actually start. No, I, I get what you're saying, but... I wouldn't have believed it yeah, unless you clearly saw him bring in all his guys. Well, he, yeah. brought, he brought in the guys, but like... You know, at the end of the day, they if, gave him full well, reign on okay, who was staying. Let's just going. let's just play this That's out. That's not very. And I'm common. not. I'm not saying I think yeah. this is definitely going to happen. It's just to me, I guess I'm so scarred from this last season that like the fact that it could happen still kind of bothers me. You know, so you're in a game and Kubiak's saying like, "We're up 14. Let's just keep pounding them. Let's just you know air attack. Uh, sure, a few runs, but let's just keep being aggressive." And then if DA's like, "Well, oh, no, no, hold on," you know, like this team's offense isn't that great. We, Let's keep running it. You know, if uh, if Kubiak's like, no, I want to keep passing it, and DA's like, nope, I'm the, I'm the head coach. We're running it. it Kubiak isn't going to be able to tell DA, like, yeah, but I brought in all my guys. All my guys are here. I want to keep I want to keep passing it. Like, that's not a reality that could happen. Again, I hope that's not the case, but it, it's, it's DA. So do you it's, think he it, was doing that to Carmichael, overrolling him? 
I'm yeah. just I, mean, I don't none of us know. I'm just well, do you think that's what was going on? I think I think uh, Sneaky Pete was a special case. Um <laughs> it could have been definitely been some overruling. I don't think Pete's one to really buck buck up against DA and maybe that's where, you know, the I fact that we brought in Kubiak well, is good. He's deal. a 36-year-old young gun who's going to... The biggest issue with... Who argue 37 back. of this week, so... Oh, just, yeah, happy birthday, <laughs> so, uh, Kubiak. The issue with DA and, and Carmichael... I still trust is These two guys were basically on the same level. Yeah. And then DA got the job. It's like, you know, when we're waiting tables and then he gets made a manager. It's like... You made manager, Nick? I was a manager. So you start thinking about it and you're like... Don't be look jealous. At, look at you. It's like nothing's really <laughs> different at that point. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. You're not respecting your buddy that just became a, a manager. Yeah, there's got there, so my point is, I think I think DA yeah. is probably like oh, Pete doesn't know what the fuck he's doing when he's calling. Just go do this. Just just do this. You know what I mean? Because he's familiar with him. And so he knows now the, you're bringing in somebody from the outside who's been with one of the preeminent offensive minds in Kyle Shanahan, um, and you know his dad was a, a really good offensive coordinator in the NFL. Yeah. So you know it, it's I think this guy comes in. There's going to be a, an automatic level of respect from DA towards him yeah. because he's going to, it's not going to be the guy that, you know, they were side by side yeah. in the lunchroom one day. Right. And now, you know, he's his boss. Yeah. I mean, for my concerns, there are good signs that I see. That I think it's going to be like, remember that, the Titans, that man. Lend, that lend towards Kubiak being able to, to buck up against DA. Because if Kubiak says... If no, he, no, no. I get what you're saying, but yeah. it, I think it's going to be more of, you know, remember the Titans where Yost is walking by and Boone's looking at him. It's like, just handle your offense. I got this. I got the defense. I would love that. Uh, that and that's what I'm hoping for. Again, yeah, I'm... And look, that was the only year that Peyton, we won the Super Bowl was when Peyton basically gave yeah. Greg Williams full autonomy yeah, on yeah. defense. And we mentioned that. So I think we have to do. at least give a little credit yeah. if it does go down that way for DA with his whole career on the line again. We all think he probably... This should have been the year where you didn't get it done. Everything was teed up to get it done. We all believe yeah. that that should have been it. So for him to trust, I think I think this is a sign that he is letting putting it in his hands. Now, we'll see. You're right. There's always a chance. But when you give the guy full autonomy to do whatever he wants with the whole staff, yeah. I feel that shows, you know, It's hey, definitely a sign. Right. Yeah. You do your thing, and I'm going to get back to. I'm going to get this defense back up to where it should have been last year. We're going to figure out the defensive line in the offseason. We're going to get this thing humming. And if he's able to get that defense back where it was, and you have an offense behind it that can hold the ball and and you know just grind out first downs in the in the 49ers way, I mean it's a good fit. Yeah, because you don't need an elite quarterback to run this offense. Or even anything similar to what the 49ers are running now. Anything different than. You know the the just indecisiveness, the uh, haphazard play calling style that Pete showed last year. Well, I think it's the identity you know? that you referenced earlier in the season. They we didn't really know what our strength was. I don't know. D eight said we had an identity. I know. I think we figured <laughs> it out at the end of the season. I think it's going to look very different than that identity with the yeah. new offense. But yeah. it took a really long time for us to figure out what we do well. And once we figured it out, the offense started going. But it took way too long to get there. And for 10 weeks, none of us knew what we were even trying to do. It'd come out. Yeah. Now, we know the run game was terrible. That's what I'm most excited about with this is that this is a run game focused offense from, you know, the old Mike Shanahan, you know, Kyle's dad back in the Broncos days, Terrell Davis, all the way on down through, you know, Clint Kubiak's dad, um, Kyle Shanahan system. That whole system is all run focused, in my opinion. You watch this, it's a dynamic pass game, but it is run-focused offense. It is yeah. zone run game or a variation under Kyle Shanahan, a little bit tweaked from what his dad was doing. But basically, it's a it's a zone run game with athletic offensive linemen 
and good running backs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think this is Kamara-Miller combo. This isn't really the style for Jamal Williams, if we're being honest. That's a weird yeah, it's fit not, now. It's a bad fit now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but Kamara and, and, and Miller could fit into this, you know, seeing how much AK has left in the tank and with Miller backing him up, this is the type of offense where those two guys can get a lot done. You know, not just the run game, but the pass game and the simple, easy throws that lead to, you know, the box getting packed and you throwing over the top. Carr has every throw. He just needs a lot of time. He isn't elite in when he's pressured. You know, he makes mistakes. We saw it last year. When we protected him, he looked really good. When it was difficult, that's where he tends to fade. So when you make it easier on Carr, if you're running Mm -hmm. the ball and you're pulling in, you know, eight into the box and that that type of thing, I think Carr can excel in that. Yeah. And he needs to. If he's getting easy throws, like Brock Purdy had a ton of easy throws this year, right? (laughs) Or that the the route trees and schemes are are designed up so that there's spacing between the receivers where... Someone, I'm not going to remember who I can attribute the quote to, but they said that the way Kubiak does his his passing design and scheme is to make it as easy on the quarterback as possible. Right. That's like, what I mean. Like easy we, throws. Yes, I want to run. Everyone would say like these new brand offenses are complex and they're, they're exotic and they have all these different motions and looks. But at the end of the day, it's like that's all well and good, but that needs to be installed with the quarterback in mind because right. he's the one that runs the show. And if you can get the you first know? read open, yeah, that makes it really easy on a quarterback. And if so, that first read's open by the scheme, that makes it yeah. really easy. And so like the opposite was was what was frustrating about watching Carmichael's offense because, and the terrible offensive line play, was that it was hard on Carr because the pressure was on him Instantly. almost immediately. And then when you look downfield, the receivers were not really spaced out. Or if you did have a guy wide open either you know Carr made a bonehead mistake because he's under pressure or just because he was being a bonehead or the receivers like right next to each other and it it that happened way too many times and so when you watch the Niners play or any kind of variant of of that offense whenever a receiver's wide open it's like there's like no other guy on his team around him you know they've they've schemed it up to where they're all spread out yeah I agree and let's be honest if you watched Peyton's offense this year it looked very similar to Carmichael's offense it did not work it was a bad offensive system, too. So yeah. you have to wonder if maybe the game has gone past that system, like it's done so many over the years, while Peyton was very successful for a very long time. Yeah. Maybe it needs to evolve, and he needs to change that, because their offense was ranked below ours and looked very similar. Yeah. Clunky, you know, you're, you're, just, you're giving away possession after possession, trying to, you know, run the ball, run the ball third and nine. And that's right? why I'm glad we brought in, like, a, a more Young dude. younger, modern-day style guy and I don't even care like people are giving some people grief about calling it like the Shanahan whatever the Kubiak dash Shanahan someone replied on Twitter was like there is no such thing as Kubiak Shanahan look I don't give a fuck what it's called okay the fact that it's the fact that it's not uh what's the argument to that maybe I haven't seen that because it's been like that for like 30 years someone was like there's (laughs) Shanahan and then there's Kubiak so uh Kubiak may was been a your quarterback friend. for his dad, then was, I think, on the staff for his dad. It was then... the, the Twitter accounts that don't like it when the Saints beat writer people uh, play, <laughs> up, play up the team to try to get us excited. And it's like, all the you know, the, the account that said it, uh, I won't put them on blast here, but... Uh, That's a pretty long tree with inner 
you know, they were like they look, weren't together the whole time. Like, I get Kubiak, it. Kubiak Shanahan, look at these Saints beat writers just making up terms now just to give us a false sense of hope and excitement. And like, I don't give a shit what it's called. Who the it, hell are you following that you're getting yeah, these takes? This is the guy. This is a guy you blocked. Who? Craig. Oh fuck. Yeah. And then he had somebody kind of. Chime, a fucking. I mean, moron. look, his dad was the backup quarterback for Elway, correct? Through yeah. these yeah. Super Bowl early like, Super Bowl years, but then the, the, yeah, that's that's. Those have been intertwined for a very long time. Yeah, and, and I think whatever it is, really, it doesn't you know matter. I think Duncan Duncan tweeted out Kubiak Shanahan, and Craig's like, it's not, uh, "You're just trying to get us excited about," it. and Duncan's like, "What the? What, is, what do you want me to call it?" <laughs> you know. And, but to my point, I don't give a shit. You could call it like the Mickey Mouse offense. If the Mickey Mouse offense got to the well, Super Bowl, then Nick, cool. Nick doesn't know him, but we know the guy yeah. you're referencing. It, it fits. He the shoe be, fits. He could be curmudgeon-y a lot. Yeah. Well. That just seems like irritated for no reason, but that's accurate. I th- I would think uh, you know when the dad comes, uh, you know Clint's dad comes up through the Shanahan system and played in that system as a backup for um, yeah, you it, know the late eighties, early nineties. Right, yeah. I believe I don't know what year he retired. That's where his coaching tree comes from. Yeah. And you know um, Mike Shanahan's son becomes a head coach. Right. Clint goes underneath that. That is for sure look, what a tree is. Look, I mean, yeah. there's no debate. <laughs> but look, the, the nepotism is there. And I'm not saying that I dislike it in our case because I think we benefit from it. You if know? they weren't like, successful, for those I'd have who a aren't getting jobs, for Mike, those. Mike Shanahan made two Super Bowls and then made a Super Bowl with Atlanta, correct? That's successful. Yeah. I mean, he, I, he was part of an offense that gave up a 25 point lead in the Super his Bowl. Son but he choked, got there. Yeah. His son chokes in the Super Bowl. We'll, we'll, oh, the son, we'll yeah, 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 yeah. He chokes. His dad didn't. But well, he did it early on, I guess. But but he won two two championships. Yeah. His son has been very successful. Championship games, Super Bowl appearances, been great. Gary Kubiak was there forever. Clint Kubiak's been a part of the Niner system. You've got you know Rick Dennison, who Max really likes to hire on the run game corner. He won Super Bowls in Denver. This is for sure. Yeah, that system, right? Yeah. In a variation of it. Yeah. So let's just call and, it what it is. Yeah, and, and we all are fans because it's been successful. Yeah, again, like. I'm just ready I'm, for a change, man. Exactly. Like it's been 20 years of the other offense. If the names who we know that Clint Kubiak comes from a football family, you know, there there's arguments to be made that well if his last name wasn't Kubiak, he wouldn't have ascended to the spot he has. And yeah, that's the reality of the NFL. And that's that the reality doesn't mean of that, life. That right, is life. Right. It doesn't mean that I don't think that it's bullshit that if other people that are more deserving don't get jobs, maybe. But if you learn but, from a very but look, successful we made the, person, but we made we made the hire. Like it's who our guy is, and the fact that he's successful, like you said, and the fact that it's not Pete Carmichael, the fact that it is going to be the there's first, just no, there's the first just no time. reason for anyone to be you know against his hire. Like right. everybody wanted Carmichael gone last year. Yeah. Could he fail? A hundred percent, he yeah. could fail, no yeah. doubt about it. But if you're looking for this, has been a very successful system. In a variation now, more modernized now under Kyle Shanahan, but the Mike Shanahan system for now 35 years has been a very successful system in the NFL. You know, Kyle updated it. You can knock Kyle for his head coaching ability. You can't knock him for his offense. The offense is exceptional. Panic in the big spots, maybe you can knock him for that, but you, you can't knock a guy who's been to two Super Bowls, had winning teams year in, year out with like... The, mo- the worst quarterback injury situation over a five, seven-year period of any coach, Garoppolo hurt, Trey Lance hurt, bringing in a, the last pick in the draft, getting him coached up. This is not easy to do. 
And that team, we all thought, well, I thought, was the best team in the league. I still oh, think yeah. that I, this year. They were the best team. They didn't get it done when it counted, which is a They big, were the best team all year, though. Yeah. Big knock on his resume. He can't get it done in the Super Bowl. I get it. But that team is the best yeah. team in the league. You realize he's, he's basically the offensive e- equivalent of Dennis Allen at this point. <laughs> like, both of them would make incredible coordinators. Right. But you want somebody above him, you know. But he's gone a lot farther than Dennis like, Allen. Let's be real. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but Da, we can all agree, is a great defensive Agreed. coordinator. When Agreed. that's all he has to do. But he that's has all he's proven himself. Yeah. Right, right. So. If he becomes the, what we just talked about, if he becomes the DC and he takes that mindset, and it's like a dual head coach situation where he maybe he gets the final say on everything. I get it. But if you're like, he hey, we've back. got two coordinators that are going to unite. Let Kubiak go do his thing. Maybe it could be something. Yeah. We'll see. There's a lot of factors that go into this. The offseason, the salary cap situation. We've got a lot of shit ahead of us. But yeah. this is the young hire Max has been bitching for for the last year. We got him. He's a young guy. He was a coveted guy in the league. There's no doubt he had multiple opportunities to go different places. We got one of the guys that is a young, innovative coach coming from a very successful coaching tree. Yeah. So I can't knock it at all. Let's see what happens. Where's well, yeah. the question? What grade do you give it? Just give it a grade. Hey, today, okay. Corey. Yeah, I give it a a my my tough grading standards. Maybe want to say B plus only because he's only been a play caller for what a season. That's more Agreed. than most of the other candidates. Right, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. against the he other has, candidates, he actually has yeah, the experience. Given who is out there, then yeah, it's an A. Who are we talking about getting and against him? I don't think we missed anybody right. well, hold on I there were there was a moment where we thought gruden was going to be it we did yeah everybody thought it was gonna be gruden and and one of the re- you know we talked about the social aspect because you were like what would you say if he was the hire we but, tried to corner you there but, Corey, but yeah, you, you didn't did. buy it good job but the uh <laughs> the the reason i'm a, i was against it from an x's and o's standpoint is because of what we said earlier with like the peyton and the old guy offense is that there's no guarantee that yeah, Gruden in his prime and when he last no, no, no. coached. Like, I think we both agreed. The one yeah. thing Max and I wanted was autonomy for the offensive coordinator. Yeah. yeah. And I think maybe we got that and a young guy. So we did yeah. better. It's the best of both worlds. I think uh, – yeah, I, I personally give it an A+. Plus. It's, yeah. it's a home run higher perception-wise. And, uh, you know, we're excited. Like yeah. everyone no, here I'm, is excited, excited to see the changes in offensive philosophy this year. And I, I think it's going to be it's going to be fun. And yeah. wherever you stand on Brock Purdy, you know Brock Purdy isn't a top-five quarterback, correct? Correct. I he ran he was, that offense to a Super Bowl level. Did you know that he was the last player drafted? Yeah, I you, said it five minutes ago. No one ever talks <laughs> No one ever talks about it. Um, and I, I actually am a fan of his. I think he's done exceptional. I think he's yeah. a really good quarterback. But we all know he's not a top-five quarterback, right. right? He's somewhere behind that, wherever you want to put him, who cares? But... With that quarterback, they excelled. Mm-hmm. So we, knowing we don't have, we also don't have a top five quarterback. We've got a good quarterback. We don't have a top five quarterback. Right. We know that. Yeah. So give him a system that he can excel when he's not the elite. That's what we wanted. We hired a guy that has proven to be able to do that. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Well, you know what though? So just doing the player comparison you just did, I kind of like that in relation to other 49ers players since conceivably we're, we're possibly bringing that system over here or some variation. So that's my concern with the skill guys because those Niners skill position players are all versatile. Like it is commonplace to see McCaffrey go from running back to wide receiver. Yeah. Juice check, fullback or tight end. Hell, he's even a, a slow. We don't have a juice check. and We no, don't have a Kittle. No, we, don't we don't have, have a Debo. We don't have an Ayuk. We don't have any of that. That's true. So what I'm wondering is, 
How does that system look when you have, let's just say, not very physical wide receivers that are going to, you know, knock the shit out? Like Debo catches yeah. the ball, he's looking for somebody to run over. Ayuk's yeah. got some of that to his game, too. Ayuk's great contested. You know, I, I think we, you say that, but all those guys are four or five years in, and all our guys are two years in or less, right? Yeah, our guys that are going to be here. AT was a rookie. He's going to be in his second year. Alave and Shahid in their third year. Um, tight end's a mess, I'll be honest with you. Uh, maybe Juwan can excel in this system. I don't know. But he's certainly no George Kittle or anywhere close. Um, there is no other Debo in the league, so I don't want right, to say that. That's, yeah. There's also no other McCaffrey in the There's league no right now. no other check in the league either. There's no other use check. That's true. Um, so it's tough, and we don't have Trent Williams anchor in our line. There's there's a yeah. lot we're missing. There's no doubt. But <laughs> see, that's going to be the fun. Damn it! Part. Right after we said we were excited, you <laughs> no, but but the unknown is exciting. Like yeah. I am excited to see how it goes. Yeah, I a lot think. of their guys weren't known before they got into that system, dude. I'm telling you, I feel like Debo was not a player until into that system. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, or until he had had a couple years in that system. I say uh, he was there, but. When they learned to put him at running back, and uh, was that two years ago, the all pro year, where he went crazy, mm-hmm. and you realized what he could do, and they put him in and they changed, you know, he was a receiver, South Carolina, wasn't very good as a rookie. They start yeah. mixing it up. Yeah. Let's put him where he's good, and the dude is unstoppable. Ooh, yeah. this could be good come hot take season in a few months when we're. We don't have a guy who can run Predicting that. who could break out. Well, that's the thing, though. Who do you see? To me, Shahid and Kamara probably fit the dynamic of the offense more. Miller, than, dude. What's that? Miller fits. Yeah, yeah, Miller as well. Um, the reason I say Shahid is because he's versatile in that he can run some of these jet sweeps. And he can also rounds. run the big crossers, the, the deep crossers that, you know. And Alave can run those. He just can't break the tackles. Right. So you'll see. But if to Corey's, what Corey was saying is get them open. Mm-hmm. You help Alave get open, he's going to be open. Oh yeah, yeah. He's not going to he's not going to house it. We know that he's going to slide on the ground or go out of bounds. But you get him open and make it easier where he doesn't get hit. He's going to eat for sure in that type of offense. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I would love to see us draft more guys who are position versatile. Like okay, Taysom. You know, obviously we know Taysom can play quarterback, running back, fullback. Tight end. He's a great fit for this offense. He he is, but he's thirty five. But is he a seventeen game fit? You know, that's like that's the thing. Like he's Kittle, not. you. I mean, Kittle's been hurt, sure, but like. Well, you're not comparing him to Kittle. This is your juice check. I mean, they use juice check a lot too. I mean, it's no, like, that's my point. Yeah. This is what Taysom would be the equivalent of to me is right. juice check. And you this said, is why we need to draft used? Brock Bowers. Yeah, because he fell. Yes. Reason. Because yes. you get him in space. Among many other reasons, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> in this offense, that is the oh, guy yeah. who could Brock who cook. Could, yeah. He'd kill. Yeah, and it, I love that it's the one thing I think we're all in agreement on is the Saints need to draft Brock Bowers. Can we afford to draft skill position this year? That's the question. Not that whether we would want Brock Bowers. Can we afford to not draft defensive line or offensive line? I think that's the question. I think no, you true. have to draft offensive line at some point. But right. first round, I got the question first is, round. Right. You're, first round pick. I mean, yeah, our first I, round pick. I think short answer is yes because wait, you think short answer we have to draft an offensive line? No, I think lineman? short answer we can afford not. To not. To. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean because look, here's the thing. Every every time someone's like. Uh, you know, trade back at an O lineman or pick an O lineman at fourteen. We're not picking an edge guy at fourteen. I'll be honest like, with you. If like Brock the, or Neighbors or one of those 
skill players who doesn't fall to us isn't there, I would absolutely trade back and try and pick up a pick. No, here's the thing. I would we trade won't back. Trade. We, we won't trade. I would trade back like every year to accumulate as many draft yeah. picks as possible. But here's the deal. We will not trade back. We're not going to do it. They have, but, they've, ne- they've never done so it. So here's my... Loomis my, won't my, do it. My problem... I would do it. Oh, we all would do it. My We're, problem with yeah. picking an offensive lineman with pick 14 when there will be copious amount of like plug-and-play starters at the skill level there at 14. This is a skill player problem, draft. My problem sure. with doing it is this it's is loaded. the same group that drafted Penning around the same fucking spot or in the first round anyway. So it's like... It was later, why, but... Why do we... Either way, why do we trust this front office to make a good offensive line draft pick in the first round. I don't. don't. So I'd rather us just go with a skill guy when you have... How many first round receivers this year, Max? Five or six? Who uh, accentuates the skill. There's three elite guys, in my opinion, that are like for sure elite. Yeah, you got Marvin Harrison Jr., Roma Dunze, Neighbors. Neighbors. Then you got Brian Thomas. Brian Thomas Jr., Keon Coleman. Keon Coleman's probably there in the second round. There's your Ayuk. Draft him. Coleman's big and just jump ball city, man. Fucking big, like six one, about two hundred pounds. Plays he, big. He's, he's, he plays bigger, I, I guess. I love Ayuk. I love yeah. him. Yeah, Ayuk's a little bit different player than Coleman, I think. Coleman's a, yeah. Coleman's a contested yeah. catch like nightmare. Like I say he's that because I, I see Ayuk as the contested catch guy on that. On the out of all the receivers, like he's the one that is the contested catch guy. He's slick as shit though. Too. He is. I don't, he's I don't quick, know that dude. Coleman's that's that's no Coleman's Coleman's bigger. He's like they list him at six four. So you call Coleman, you would say Coleman's a little clunkier than Ayuk. He's not smooth he's, in the routes like uh, Ayuk. He's, but he, he's amazing after the catch. <laughs> yeah, after the catch he, he's he's more Debo than Ayuk, honestly. Cuz he's he's <laughs> taller. A, but. He's taller, but he's he's a contested catch. He's going to fight you for every fucking catch. Yeah, his that, highlight reel is insane. But there's a few other guys that we're talking about could sneak into the first round of wide receivers. So but that's, you're not taking them at our spot. What Keon. is that? That's five or six we mentioned that are definites. Yeah. So where? So what's our second round pick from Denver? Where 45. Is it? 45. 45. So Coleman's not going to be there at 45. He, it's like T. Higgins, dude. T. Higgins never should have fell to the second round. He did. And I think Coleman He's like T. Same. Higgins. That's who he's like. Yeah. Honestly. T. Higgins is a better comp. Yeah. He's a cheaper um, T. Higgins at this point. He's you know, been talking about him, you know, trying to, if we're recruiting free agent wide receivers, he's know, too expensive. Too, gone. You can't, too you expensive. can't pay those it's guys. too much. He wants yeah. twenty plus. Um, he's said it. Jamar Chase is like bye. I mean, Mickey's <laughs> proven he, you know, they can franchise him. Mickey's though. proven he's dumb enough to to like move heaven and earth to bring in a dude if he really wants him, but he's not worth. They've it. They've never gone that route with a wide receiver. Not with a wide receiver. receiver. So I don't think there's I, any. And I would. I don't know. I love him. He's a great player. I would not give him the twenty two million. I just wouldn't. I don't I think he's him. that. So. For that guy, that guy's got to like change games. And T. Higgins can change certain games, but other games he's silent. And yeah, Jamar Chase, I'm paying him that oh, money. Oh, I'm paying Justin him Jefferson, I'm yes. paying him that money. They changed the game. Tyreek Hill, sure. but yeah. There, there's just so few of those guys that are that dynamic. I mean, yeah. Tyreek Hill for sure. Um, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. That's probably that's the three. list. Yeah, that's but right. I think, you know, yeah, I think but, after that, it's CD. But does CD really flip the game? He's probably the next best thing, but there just aren't many guys that I would give twenty five million or whatever. Yeah. yeah. To. But again, like to your point about running through the the skill players that the Niners have, and again, we don't know that Kubiak's necessarily going to do a complete mirror image. Correct. Correct. But the fact that that scheme seems to accentuate having those unique skills at certain very unique positions 
transposed over to the guys we currently have, yeah, like I would but much rather. You would see agree. We need one other piece. At least we need something. At, at least, least. Right. we and, need at least. And right. that plus my lack of trust on us drafting first round offensive linemen, and a positive thing, the fact that we've got brand new offensive line. Yes. Staff coming in, you know, we have a bunch of first rounders on the O line. I know, obviously, they had, did not play well last year. The Doug one thing, Marone was also their coach for the past two years. I so think it's like you and I were texting about know, this. At least give it a shot. Hey, I'm with, the most excited about you know, this. Most of our guys on the offensive line are athletic. Yeah. Andrus Peters, athletic is all hell. Uh, Trevor Ruiz, Penning, athletic. Yeah. Penning, Penning, McCoy. Yes, all, all except Ramchek, maybe. Ramchek, Ramchek and Hurst are right. your two. Ramchek is not athletic. The rest of the guys can yes, move. Right. They can get exactly. out. They can pull. They can do anything you want to run. They just haven't played well that's Let's why be that's why like to me unless you were literally drafting the, num- Mary, the number one right he's athletic as shit yeah. yeah unless you were drafting the absolute no doubter best tackle in the entire draft you know and we're not going to trade up to do it i wouldn't want us to well you might not have to but like, there's two there's two top guys yes it's alt and fashanu now if and one, one of them may one be of there. them might be, they there. Might be if there. one of them fall then it's it's tough no you have to take one of them if they fall there's no... Unless, okay, Max, Max. One of them's there and Brock Bowers. What you doing? I know. The that, smart, see, that's what I'm saying. The smart move is the offensive yeah. lineman. My yeah. dumb ass is going to sprint to the podium and uh, turn the card in for Brock Bowers. And maybe that's because we all think he's generational, even though he looks like an IT guy. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. But that guy in college was something different. I, I, you, it's kind of like the honey badger thing. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but no. when you watch him play football... Yeah, it jumps off the screen, and it's, it's so funny because, like, even his backstory—he's from Napa Valley, right. <laughs> California. <laughs> well, just kid. like, you know, he doesn't even look like he's—he's he's not built like. I mean, he's built as shit, but like, he just doesn't jump off the pages like, oh, that guy's so jacked. But you like, watch him play, and, and then he, you, then he, he plays, just and he just has an understanding. He owns and, everybody, yeah. How to run after the how to take angles, how to do everything he does football wise is brilliant. Now, have there been those guys who have come into the league and been? Physically, they're not gifted, and all of a sudden, they don't look yeah, so great? Like, yes, right. that's happened. So maybe that's the worry, but when you watch him play against elite competition his whole career, yeah, he's, the guy was the best player on the field every time he stepped out there. Yeah, he's played in the SEC. He's played, he's played against Bama three times, I believe now. He blocks. And, and had he, success against them, even if the team lost. I'm so curious um, what he runs at the Combine. I hope it's terrible, because I hope they force I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be something like a 4-5-9-4-6. People what, are going to be like, what? He's slow. And they're like, no. You don't think he is? Yeah, He's he's like Jerry Rice. He's just as fast as he needs to be. I don't know what he has. It's like Anquan Bolden. Historically same thing. run. Yeah. I don't know what his recorded 40 times are, but I think what it probably is, is he's a, he's got game speed. You know, like yeah. a lot of these guys have. That's what I mean. That's pure different. game speed. Right. Yeah. Josh you, Allen, you put him on a go lady. watch Josh Allen's forty, and yeah. then watch him play a football game. Yeah, that's two different things. You're like he absolutely ran faster on the Monday Night Football game than he ever did the combine. Hundred percent. You know, and 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 like a laser time forty is brutal to guys that aren't used to running him either. You know, I mean, I'm sure he's run him at Georgia. They got all the fun athletic toys. No, I, I guess my point is, like, I don't think he's going to yeah. go to combine and wow anybody physically. There's no way. There's no way he like does 25 reps. Yeah. There's no way he runs a four Which, four. No, 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 Corey. I'm not. No, no. That doesn't impact. I'm I not d- saying that. I'm just saying like just like he surprises everybody on the football field. I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if he just 
shows up and has this like old man strength when he doesn't even look. Look, that as soon jacked. as he takes his shirt it's, off, he's outside of the top ten. <laughs> instantly, <laughs> That's what I, yeah. instantly, it's like the the Tom, Tom Brady, the picture. Tom Brady photos of Correct. tight ends. Yeah, and you're like, that guy's not a football player. But then you watch him, and he's the best football player. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I, I don't care what he runs, what he benches, what yeah. he jumps. I don't care. That's the best player I've seen in college football over the last three. What's years. What's funny because as even you know, we lusted over this player for months yeah. on end, and, months, and, and, and years over a year, point. we're over years. A year, years. You're right, years, uh, especially ramped up in months. But my point is, what's funny about us hiring Kubiak now is that if if you had to objectively look at all the first round skill guys and say which one seems the most Shanahan-esque or like Kubiak fit, you'd be like, you know, as an all-around guy, you'd probably point to him anyway. Yeah, him, you know, it's, him it's, and the other three receivers all fit because I believe those three receivers are all exceptional. Yeah. I, I And I don't say that. Yeah, Max no, knows yeah. I'm critical. I love the receivers that so are which one just is, dogs. Which was so Harrison, obviously. Neighbors. Neighbors and, and Adunze. Adunze. What about, what about Brian Thomas? No. I don't. See, I'm out on that. I, I, saw I would him, not pick Brian Thomas in the first One of the mocks had a, him at 14 of us, and I was like, uh, look, he's, I love he's, a, him. he's a good receiver. He could be a good fit he in the offense. He should be last but pick we in got, the first, early second. But if, I think, if yeah. you need that player, fine. Yeah. He is, to me, he's Shahid. As he's, far as he's in your... Six, Agreed. He's more physically gifted, but he's the same role. He's your contested catch. That guy hasn't proven to be a good route runner. Anything. He's a deep guy. He he can do multiple. He's not. I'm not. I'm not trying to dog him at all. I Max knows. I I was like LSU's team this year should have been way better. And I'm not an LSU guy. Just full disclosure. I'm. I'm a very fringe college football player. It's, it's like the I years, mean, uh, fan. The Breeze years where our defense sucked. It's kind of what LSU went through this year. Yeah, like their defense exactly. let them down because that down. offense was so crazy good, and Brian Thomas was a huge part of it. So much talent. But I think he's more niche. Neighbors is a different dude. Yeah. He's a different dude. Yeah. Um, Thomas benefited off Neighbors being on the other side and got a lot of those deep touchdowns. And and I like him as a player, but mm-hmm. I feel like we have what he mostly does well in Shahid. Obviously not as tall, yeah, maybe but. those type of things. But Shahid can get deep anytime he wants to mm-hmm. on anybody. So we don't need a Brian Thomas. We need a dog, like you said, Possession. Yes, that'll yeah. fight and win a catch. And because The funny thing about Bowers, too, is he if he gets a little bit of his little bit of space he can run 100 like he can break away he's and, fast as shit yeah what's yeah. our weakest position on offense well tight end probably tight skill the whole line skill wise no skill wise it's yeah. tight end of course. we were so disappointed in the tight end play this year well, so that's the biggest upgrade we can make from what we currently full, have fullback was pretty bad uh, no he was terrible but let's just <laughs> i'm okay if we go away from the, the most important skill <laughs> position yeah what well, a fullback the cory conceivably Mall. is a huge part of <laughs> the offense wondering if if foster could could fill in for no. the, the fullback no. there's, no, there's no threat of the run like you stack you can is it juice or use what how do you whatever i, I guess use it's check. use but use they use call check. him juice yeah they his, call him juice in San we'll call him juice here too then <laughs> yeah but, uh, Since he's a cousin now of our No, the thing OC. is with, with, with Juice, it, it's the guy can play running back, fullback, tight end. Yeah. So real quick. Foster can't do that, and Jawan Johnson sure as fuck can't do that. Outside of the draft, is there any player that possibly could be available in free agency that you think fits this new system that we should target? On offense? Yeah, for Kubiak. Jawan Jennings. I know that's been the trendy name. It's number it 15. trendy, but if... And he's restricted, so if they elect to let him, you could. They might have to. They might have to. Yeah, yeah. 
like a fourth or a fifth or something. Uh, but uh, Jawan Jennings, just from the standpoint of like he has popped out on tape the last couple of years. You know, when you see 49ers highlights, the guy's big, the guy's physical, makes tough yeah. catches. He it's plays great. In the Super you know, Bowl one too. thing that won't be an issue with him is whether or not he actually catches the ball. All he wants to do when the ball is snapped is kick someone's ass. Which is amazing. Oh, yeah. He's, he's blocking. Not gonna, he's nasty, it's not going to be like dude. this. Oh, he didn't run his route because he's not getting the ball. The ball's not being passed to him enough. Tomato, like, I could I could see us making a care. run for him in uh, restricted free agency. Yeah. Yeah. Any running back? Any anything? I don't know what his contract situation is. Literally, you know, Saquon's like, ended up. AJ uh, Dillon is intriguing to me, but I don't know. What, we'd have to trade for him, and I don't know. I don't, I don't want is. a veteran running back. If you're going to get a running back, pick one in the that draft. Old, he's very young. He's pretty young. He's no, I know, but you're still going to have to pay him. We, right, we gave Jamal does, Williams four million. Real quick, year. does he fit this system? I don't think he does. He doesn't. He's a big. He's a sledgehammer, dude. He's old school eighties running back. He doesn't fit this. He system. That's why though. he reminds he me of, 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 of Juice because he's big, you can play him at fullback. He's slogging. That's he, an expensive. He fullback. He's not gonna. He's not making a switch to fucking fullback right now. Come on. Well, what's he make? What do you think hey, he makes? That's I'm, the real. I'm question. thinking outside he's the box. He's gonna get a couple million. I mean, four or five mil. I would guess that much more than Jamal. Would you give him? Would you give him two and a half? Would yeah. you give him three years, seven, I think he five? Fits what we, as a fullback. If he's, he not, was, he's not coming as a fullback. You're not selling this guy on, hey, I know you've been a running back your whole life and you you put up good numbers in limited It's school. not like he's the number one guy, though. I mean, he's not going from starter to fullback. It's not a re- – Juszczyk is not a fullback. He's a, full, he's a fullback. He's a fullback slash tight end. They run They run a lot of, like, call single a, back shit. Call they a, run a lot of it. Call it an H-back. Yeah. They run a lot of single back in the system. Tight end, fullback, hot. Right. <laughs> But he can catch. Dylan can yeah. catch. He's he's bigger. If you need if you need to make him, I don't know how good of a lead blocker he's. Probably sucks. But <laughs> you check's great at it. But they don't run a lot of eye formation or anything right. there. It, right. He's more of the guy who gets out and routes kind and of, does stuff. He's, like, he's everywhere. You watch right. him. Sometimes he's tight end. I love motion over to fullback and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality, you, this whole AJ Dylan talking to his agent saying, "Hey, by the way, you know." We want to make you a fullback now. He's not that's not even in the realm of possible. He's not really a fullback. I don't think Yushek's really a we'll fullback. Make you that's a, what I'm saying. We will make you a yeah, but he's a more of a, a tight end if it, a, right. than anything. Dylan's Taysom. A, he's a You're back. saying Taysom. Put Taysom in that spot. Oh, it, Taysom you could put in that spot. For, I just don't think he's holding up seven for more game, than for seven yeah. games. Right. He's 35. I've always said that. You can't run. We all wanted to see Taysom 20 times a game, but you, Taysom well, can't go When he was 32 and 33, yeah, but now that he's going right. from 34 to 35, no, nah, not really. I don't want to see that yet. Everyone loves Taysom. Taysom cannot touch the ball 15 times a game. Yeah. We all know that. So, so anybody else you would want, like, that you think Jennings oh, Taysom's 33. 34 next <laughs> year, right? When's yeah. he turn 34? Uh it's it's this year for sure. His uh his ligaments are probably fifty six. August. It's before the season. So he's yeah. thirty four next year. So I don't know. I, I'm gonna say no, there's no one out there I want to go target free agent wise that fits. Juwan Jennings is mine. But that that's a lower end. You know that's gonna be a cheap Oh, hopefully. I didn't know we were looking for No, no, no. I'm just saying. How much is is Jennings gonna change the whole team? Not a ton, but it would be great to have. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. the importance of wide receiver blocking in an, in an offense, Correct. or any any offense, but especially this one. And let's be honest, we have uh, no blockers on on the wide receiver. Lynn, Lynn Bowden. <laughs> Lynn Bowden. That's it. That's it. Bowden Bowden. Whatever it is, he does all the dirty work, and he. We got to like, bring him back, though. Right? We got to bring him back. I, I liked him. him. Look, he was fun. He he way outperformed. We love to make fun of him. He way outperformed. No doubt. He's talented, man. You remember him at Kentucky? Yeah. I, I like him. He can play I, quarterback. Yeah, quarterback and wide receiver. He. 
I like a receiving core without doing anything unless one of those guys we're talking about in the draft is there. Hey guys, Corey here. So even though this episode was intended to be a Clint Kubiak impact on the offense type episode, we actually diverted at this point and morphed into a long discussion on uh, draft picks upcoming this year and probably about a solid 35 minutes about our defense heading into next year, not Clint Kubiak and the offense. So to save you 45 minutes of your life for this week, we're going to break this episode off here, call it a part one, and let y'all pick up the rest of our discussion next week in our part two of this episode. Until then, who dat?